Hello, this is Scotty McCoy. I am the author of the Ultimate Friday the 13th Trivia Book, and I am writing another book titled The Ultimate Slasher Movie Encyclopedia, and I am interviewing the cast and crew of the Friday the 13th franchise, and I currently have on the phone with me David Kadams, who played Chuck in Friday the 13th Part 3. Hi, David. How you doing? I'm doing great, doing great. I had an interview earlier today. This is a uh, double duty I pulled today, so a little busy. <laughs> so uh, the first question I have is not related to Friday the 13th. It was, it's just to describe how did you get your start in acting? Well, I actually was getting my degree in psychology from UCLA. And I had finished my psych requirement, so I decided to take an acting class because I thought it would be easy. And the first time I had to do a scene in the class, I was petrified scared. And some people would run away from that experience. I was challenged by it, so I, I took, uh, I gave myself, uh, once I graduated, I gave myself uh, uh, six months to get a pain gig. And acting to if I were gonna really pursue it. And within about three or four months, uh, I got cast in a reoccurring role on General Hospital as a mental patient. That's awesome. Um, so what was your audition like for Friday the thirteenth, part three? Well, it was multiple, I guess I would say. I uh <laughs> Uh, they had decided fairly quickly that they liked me, but they weren't sure who they wanted to cast uh, for my girlfriend. So without telling me I was officially cast, they kept asking me to call. They kept calling me back. So I think I went on as many as six auditions wow. <laughs> before they officially told me I was cast. However, they did tell me after the third audition to start growing my beard and... Uh, and letting my hair grow, so I thought that that was probably a good sign, which it was. Definitely. So, um, speaking of your on-screen girlfriend, the majority of your scenes were with Rachel Howard, who played Chili. So, how was she on set? How was it like working with her? How was she as a person? Well, she's a very nice person. Uh, this was her first and I think her only role as an actor. So she was not um, uh, experienced. I guess is the way, way to say it. <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, she is, she marches to her own beat, so she. <laughs> but she, everybody got along on the set. That was not an issue. But uh, uh, I, I don't know that. Uh, um, I would say that she. Uh, well, I want to be positive. She, yeah, I just think she was new to the whole thing and didn't know necessarily what ideas would work as well as other ideas. So. Right, that makes sense. So, um, what was it like working with Richard Brooker, who played Jason Voorhees? Well, Richard Brooker, it was a larger-than-life guy, and uh, he, you know, if you could, uh, I'm sure older than you, but he was, he was British, and he kind of reminded one of Peter O'Toole, not necessarily in that he was as good an actor, because we'll never know anybody who plays Jason. I really just stunt people. They don't talk. They just work. No man. Right. <laughs> they're, they're always desired at the convention, beyond measure. But, uh, but really, <laughs> I always gave Richard a hard time at the convention saying, hey, he's not an actor. He's just a... He's just a, a, a stunt man. You know, he's a stunt guy. But that said, he was definitely 
That's great. Um, so we know your character Chuck was a stoner. So what were the drugs that Chuck used on set made from, like in reality? Well, the first time I had to smoke a joint, uh, they they actually had rolled it out of uh, tobacco. Okay. And I'm not a, I'm not a cigarette smoker, so I coughed and said that I can't do this, I can't inhale. But I did my own research and uh, had gone to a uh, health food store, and they sold, uh, <laughs> if you could imagine, health food cigarettes that you could, you know, I could inhale without gagging, uh, and uh, but really were mild to inhale. Okay. Uh, so that's what we smoked, but uh, there was also a scene where we ate pot because uh, we thought we were being chased by the cops. Yeah. And, and uh, that was actually barley, which nice. also was disgusting. Oh. The funny thing is, like, I, every time I watch Friday the 13th Part 3, which I love, this one of my, it's actually one of my favorite films, it's definitely in my top three to begin with, um, your character always cracks me up because I always laugh at the one scene when, uh, when Rachel Howard's character co like, comes behind you and scares you after you get out of the porta potty and you thought you saw Shelly ducking in the barn and after you got scared, you're like, you're like, I don't know who's gonna, between you and Shelly, I don't know who's gonna give me the heart attack. In horror films, they're often what they call red herrings, which make you afraid even though there's nothing happening in that scene. Right. And that's what that scene was built as, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, when we were in the rehearsal, I mean, not in the rehearsal, the audition period, uh, there were plans to make this much more a comedic character, uh, which I wish they had actually gone with. Right. But uh, uh, they had also meant to make it uh, a male-female rip-off of Cheech and Chong, and so some of the actresses that I had read with were absolutely Hispanic, and, uh, and did a Hispanic accent, and I did a very uh, obvious stoner character, a direct rip-off of uh, Tommy Chong. <laughs> uh, but when we got to day one of the set, they, Richard Miner, the uh, director, said, nah, we're going we're gonna to go away from that, so just use your regular voice. Right. So, okay, but it's too bad because I thought that there could be a lot of that play uh, with a character that was so stoned that he was avoiding death just because he was in a stupor. So maybe having him trip over a log and a flying axe goes by missing him because he was just stoned rather right. than uh, that he was trying to avoid anything. <laughs> so, how was your death scene uh, prepped and filmed? How was it prepped and filmed? Like, how do they, uh, like, do the death scene? How do they create that? Well, you know, anytime someone gets um, punched or assaulted in film, it is the receiver of that pain that sells the, the punch. Right. So, in this scene, I'm going into an electrical outlet, and, you know, they don't, they didn't have Richard Brookford actually tell me it's an electrical office. <laughs> uh, there was kind of a springboard, and I, uh, when he, you know, goes at me, I was I sprung off that board into the electrical, <laughs> the fuse box, uh, where um, they had taped the sides so that I wouldn't cut my hand on uh, anything. Okay. And 
longer. Everything was done very methodically. Uh, the only thing that was funny about that particular scene is they would, they warned, they said, okay, so you're going to put your hand on this fuse box and sparks are going to fly mm-hmm. out. And but you'll be fine, you'll be safe. Uh, uh, just look the other way away from the sparks and you'll be fine. Hmm. And so I said, okay, I trusted them. And then just as we were about to roll, they, the director of photography said, okay, everybody 20 feet away from the, the, the camera. And I thought, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm supposed to be safe, but everybody else supposed to be 20 feet away. That's still so safe. <laughs> oh, God. So what were the sparks uh, actually made from? The sparks actually made from. You know, uh, better people than me would know. I really don't know. I, I just know that, uh, uh, what can I say, that they were, uh, yeah, I, I really don't know. It's just, it just kind of whatever electronic device they had to create sparks. Oh, okay. I don't know what they were made of. Oh, okay. So we know that Steve Miner was a young director at the time. His first feature film he directed was Friday the 13th Part 2, and then he was brought back for Friday the 13th Part 3. So how was he as a director? So here's what, and I've told this to many people who have interviewed me, so it won't be anything new. But, you know, Steve was, uh, went on to become a pretty good director. He, He went on to direct several episodes of a series called The Wonder Years, and, uh, and I was, thought that was really quite a good body of work that he did. But at the time, he directed our film. He, at least as I relate to him, he was very easy to work with, but I don't know that he did as much homework as he might have. In that, you know, I'm an actor, and I was also used to doing the improv and, uh, and, and anything. But if I did something one, uh, one way and he wanted to see something different, rather than have an idea of what he wanted to see and give me, giving me some direction, you know, just say, okay, do it again, just do it different. And I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I can give you column A, column B, column C, because which way do you want me to go? And he just didn't really have an idea, he just wanted to see things, and then he decided he liked it or not. Right. Makes sense. So... Uh, you know, for, for someone like me, it, it wasn't a problem. I was willing to work that way, but... Do you know if Rachel is, e- is easy to get a hold of? Because I would even like to interview her. I don't know. I couldn't find her on Facebook. Oh, well, here's what I'll tell you. No, absolutely she's not easy to get a hold of. If you would not be the first person to not succeed, uh, uh, she has uh, gone into a profession where she did not want to continue uh, being ex- uh, that, that part of her life being exposed. Uh, I think she became a doctor, and I thought she uh, thought that it was not necessarily uh, uh, the way she wanted her patients to know her. Well, that makes so. sense. that does make sense too. I, I mean, I definitely understand that. And I respect her decision. I'm not going to reach out to her out of respect for her. Yeah, but, I, but personally, I have no idea how to get a hold of her. So yeah, uh, yeah, that makes sense. So, uh, what was the best part about filming Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, and what was the worst part? Yeah, what was the best part about filming, and what was the worst? There were a lot of best things. Um, that was my first, and really has been my largest role I ever did, so it was very educational for me to work on a film that, uh, where I got to be in a lot of scenes. 
get that from a lot of the people I interview a lot of them say that there's really nothing really that bad like it's all like down everybody's down to earth everybody's very nice like there was really nothing that they could even think of as well I lost four hundred dollars 
That's pretty funny, actually. Um, the last question I got for you is, uh, Friday the 13th Part 3 was only the second sequel of the film, and the third one of the franchise. However, it wasn't a franchise at the time, basically just a trilogy. All, all these years later, Friday the 13th is a successful franchise with a huge fan base worldwide. What are your thoughts about being part of something so huge? Definitely my favorite franchise. The first franchise I've ever watched. I believe the first one I actually saw was Part Seven, The New Blood, um, which they technically call uh, Jason versus Carrie. <laughs> um, that's the one I originally saw first, and it got me into the franchise. And then I, from there, I watched all of them from the beginning, one, two, and three, and everything. And throughout, and then three just became one of my top favorites. I it's in the top three. Um, definitely, it might even be in the top two at this point. But I love Part Three. It's just. And your character was the best. I mean, I love Chuck and I love Chili. I loved them together. They were, I thought they were like the, like you said, Cheech and Chong. They were the comedy duo. I thought like they had some comedy scenes in there. It was it was pretty cool. I like I loved the the just the movie, just the franchise itself. It's historical. Like it's, it's words can't even describe how big it is. Right. Quality, serious film. Mm -hmm. And he always 
much went back to the horror film as well because it paid off so well. Right. Which I admire. You know, well, nothing wrong with that. Definitely. Um, I'm actually going to throw in one last question, actually, a bonus question now, um, because I just thought about it. Uh, how was it like working with the 3D camera? Oh, so that was very interesting, and it actually provided me more days of work because scenes would sometimes not work, and it would take longer, and you'd have to shoot the next day, so be, right. I'd be called to the set and never work at all because the uh, you know, character of Shelley and, uh, and uh, oh, I can't think of his name, uh, uh, Andy, uh, Jeffrey Rogers? Yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, they would be juggling, and they, they thought that they had right, but when you go back into watching the dailies, no, not too blurry or whatever. Right. So, so it was a bit challenging. And, you know, 3D had not been done for years, maybe 20 years prior to our film. Right. Uh, and so this this 3D technique was different than any, any that had been done before. Now I'm sure improved even more, but, uh, right. uh, but that process did, was tricky because, you know, it might have been focused, uh, in focus on one side of the camera lens and not on the other. Right. And so, you know, on a purely selfish reason, uh, yeah, it was great because I got more days work. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, but thank you for making time for the interview tonight. that I would be interested in. So is that one of that, do you know when that'll be coming out? Uh, in this 
actually sometimes succeed in uh, gaining power just because they live longer than any other creatures no. in this world. <laughs> so my, my character, a dwarf normally is not a powerful person, but my character has become uh, a general of uh, not just other dwarves, but general of humans and different you know, other animals. I'll definitely look at that after I get off here. Cool. Awesome. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and I'm very honored to have uh, had to interview you for my book. Well, you're a great guy. I heard that you were a great guy. You, you absolutely are, and I wish you great success on your book. It's not easy to compile this information in a, in a savvy, readable way. So. I definitely will. I've been. I've had a, quite a few interviews with quite a few uh, of the Friday Thirteenth alumni so far, and every interview uh, was pretty good. Even some of the interviews that didn't come out the greatest um, with some people. Not not many of them uh, uh, were that great. Um, just a couple of them weren't that great. But uh, I mean, I still made them into readable readable interviews. I mean, I was able to use their words that they gave me and enhance it a little bit. That's what I do as a writer. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> well, thank you very much. You have a nice night. Okay, you take care. Yeah, thank you. You too. Bye.